everybody welcome back to the consummate athlete podcast i'm molly herford and when i'm not outside running or riding i'm probably inside writing about riding and running and i'm peter glassford i'm a registered kinesiologist and an endurance coach and you are here on the consummate athlete podcast where we talk to all different types of people who do a variety of different sports and, and sometimes experts in those sports coaches uh, professional athletes and and even just you know regular everyday athletes who are you know going through the the motions and, and getting it done uh, so thank you for being here with us and yeah today we have a a really good consummate athlete i think a really good episode for that but uh before we get into the episode what what is going on in, in the world of molly herford uh, ahead of christmas 2019 so much stuff um so anyone who kind of follows along knows i'm you know in addition to planning to be away for a few months we're also planning a speaker series in collingwood ontario for april so kind of trying to set up a lot of the the stuff for that also you know with christmas coming shred girls swag is uh flying all over the all over north america really at this point to get to various locations before christmas um we're kind of in the last couple of days to actually order stuff, um, t-shirts, caps, etc. before before the holidays, honestly. So you can head to shred-girls.com slash shop, and you can use the code SHREDGIRLS for 10% off, uh, no spaces, all caps. And what type of gift, what kind of gift ideas could we get there? Well, of course, there's all of the cool Shred Girls t-shirts with designs by a bunch of different uh, graphic artists that are really, really amazing. So someone on Twitter gave you a, a shout out about the graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I cannot take credit for. Well, Did not take credit for. It's usually how you get it done, right? You get the people that know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. But we have those in t-shirts. We have caps, t- beach towels. Are there beer koozies? There are no beer koozies. Okay. This is Shred well, that's, Girls. That's good, I guess. Some people like, I don't know who likes beer koozies, but... I'm not giving a beer koozie to like a 12 year old. You give those away. Yeah, yeah. But there's like baby. uh, There are onesies. onesies? Yeah, those are adorable. Uh, Yeah, loads of loads of stuff like that. And of course, you can order the book on Amazon, but up to like Christmas Eve and still get it on time. Maybe even find it in your bookstore if you're lucky. It's true. Um, But the clothing is strictly on that website. So yeah, check check that out. And yeah, otherwise, just kind of slogging through. We just got hit with some snow, so it's pretty icy out. Yeah, we were out for a a nice consummate athlete hike uh, with some friends and a dog and very icy and slippery and variable terrain. So that was fun. Yep. And then I had less fun this morning on the treadmill in the basement. I opted for the field run through not knee deep snow that's an exaggeration but what we'll say a solid ankle deep slog so mm-hmm. it all works i mm-hmm. guess i got warm yeah um yeah so not not a whole lot going on just kind of gearing up for the next couple weeks of holiday madness as, as and you had written in your newsletter that it's important to take some time and, and sort of I, I call it going through the motions but sort of do what you can and find balance is that that's the message you want to give to the people yeah exactly i mean we all know like holiday season tons of parties tons of family commitments tons of you know oh crap i forgot to get this at the grocery store and now i need to run back out and work is hectic because you're trying to get stuff in before the new year or before you know you're actually off for the holidays so just kind of that reminder to even if you're just pausing for a minute to take you know 10 slow deep breaths or You know, you're honestly skipping a hard workout in favor of like a gentle yoga for an hour or, you know, even just trying to do something active like shovel the driveway or like clean the house or something. Um, Just, you know, give yourself a little bit of grace this time of year. It's a little hectic for everybody. It can be a little emotionally draining, even though, you know, it's supposed to be the most magical time of year. We all know it's 
it gets harder and harder to have that magic so well and i think if we come back to the idea that so much of performance you know on race day uh, on competition day is you know sort of who's been showing up consistently right which which sounds like oh no like that's not true but we do there is actually pretty good evidence that it's you know the the, the best people often are the ones who haven't been getting injured and haven't been getting sick, right? So if we take that as sort of a mission, I think certainly this time of year is very much getting through it successfully, which is just, you know, going through the motions uh, so that then we can be in the new year and start building into things when, you know, routines get back on track and less tempting foods, less late night parties and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So even just trying to think about that, like, can I do something and can I make a better choice as far as bedtime and food, even just like slightly better, to try and mitigate that yeah know, can be huge yeah and today actually our guest talks a lot about mindset so we have mindy kelly who's a stunt choreographer um longtime martial arts competitor uh started as kind of more of a stunt woman then moved into actually doing the stunt choreography she's worked on a bunch of different movies including last year's art of self-defense uh, which was actually pretty popular for for an indie movie. It did really well. It's actually a really funny movie if anyone wants to check it out. Sounds like there'd be a lot of stunts in that. It's true. Right. Yeah. And uh, and recently she put together a short film that she produced and directed and did all of obviously the stunt choreography for. And it's it's a really cool one. We'll make sure we link to that in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, we kind of talk a lot about how she got into it, but then also just sort of how to let yourself play honestly because so much of stunt stunt work is just this idea of playing and i think it really applies to mountain biking trail running kind of all of these sports that are a little bit less in one straight line um and you know just having fun doing skill work you know we talked about when you're a kid you play in the backyard and you do handstands and you know you jump around with your friends and you make up little like dance sequences or you know for other people you make up little fight sequences and stuff like that uh, and we don't really do that as adults when i was uh right. when i was at the grit camp for nica in pennsylvania this summer with 50 uh young teenage girls the highlight of the camp for me was when we sat in the field just me and you know 15 of them and we started it with like a little mini yoga session that i led but it just evolved into us just doing all of these like wacky handstands and cartwheels and then you know the bikes come over and now we're like bunny hopping and everyone's trying to wheelie and doing all these really fun little things that I never really thought of doing as an adult. Yeah yeah it's trying to especially as coaches trying to figure out ways to you know I guess facilitate might be the the trendy word to you know set up for the play um, but so much of what's missing for adults and and you know youth is is that playful environment where we're having fun but we're we're practicing right in the same way a baby might figure out how to stand up right over a course of weeks mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah even if you're not necessarily thinking about becoming a stunt person uh i think this one is really worth a listen just for the the mindset alone so. mindset and play and, yeah yeah and i think we all want to be stunt people doing backflips on some level it's 100 percent right? true yeah. that's the entire reason i started sport like i still just fantasize about being in a comic book which anyone who's read shred girls probably already knows Awesome. Well, I think we should get into this and just final note, just like if you have any ideas for guests or, or things we could do with the show, different styles of episodes, um, very open to where we want to go in 2020 with uh, all you consummate athletes. Yeah. So consummateathlete.com at Molly J. Herford at Peter Glassford. All right. Let's dive into this interview with Mindy Kelly. You went from being a 
you know, young, young, young kid doing martial arts to now a full-on producer, director, scriptwriter, <laughs> stunt choreographer, everything, you know, everything that goes into putting a movie together. Okay, can you give me, like, the, you know, one-minute rundown of how that career trajectory happened? Um, then I want to get into each... Passion. Then I want to get into each part, but... <laughs> Um, just the passion of wanting to learn and wanting to continue growing and that like, you're not, people want to put you at first of all, I never fit into a box. So I just kind of threw that out the window and people say like, you can only be this, 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 and this, but I think that's a very limited mindset that you can do anything. You can figure things out and apply, um, the basic skill sets into each different art and I'm an artist so like from turning my friend's garage into a bunker by painting it you know this like mint green and scenic painting it and then like turning it into a bunker and then turning it back to white because thanks for me your bunker I mean you just you just play and um and be be fearless to fail because if you failed you didn't fail you learned you gained something um every experience you learn something whether it's good or bad so mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, just have fun, live life and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so when you were a kid doing martial arts, who were your heroes? Like who, who were the people you were looking up to the most? Um, to be honest, probably my parents and also my older brother, because my brother was already doing martial arts when I was younger and he's who inspired me. Um, cause I would go and, you know, I wouldn't be able to practice cause I was too young. And so he always was my mentor, you know, I've always wanted, I always looked up to him. So mm-hmm. I would say him and then my father also studied martial arts and my mom, um, was a classically trained ballerina in Korea and being, a, um, a woman who, you know, came from Korea, got her, BA in computer science and her master's in business and a second language um, that like you can do anything you mm-hmm. can do anything in life that like so those I wouldn't say that I had a, um, a certain icon that I was living up to or wanted to be like I always wanted to just play and be me mm-hmm. um, but I had such great role models within my 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 upbringing that I feel like then and that my parents encouraged me and I was the one who was like I need to do this or like yeah. I need to take gymnastics classes please and like you know um, and then them being so supportive and you know allowing me and you know because that stuff is expensive and um, I'm yeah. just so grateful that they um, they let me do those things and. Um, and and I never thought that this would be a career path. I mean, I guess I kind of always wanted it to be, but I never, you know, I, I haven't really planned for anything. It just kind of played out this way. Yeah. So we've we've talked about this before, but can you kind of explain just sort of what what that first bit of working in the the stunt world looked like, and how you ended up kind of shifting from doing it to the choreography aspect? Well, when I first moved out to L.A., it was um, to train with Steve Tarada in martial arts. And then I got a dance agent, which was because I needed 
you know, trying to book commercially. But like I said, I didn't fit into a box. Um, for martial arts, they want, you know, someone that looks Asian. And because I'm mixed, it didn't matter how good I was at martial arts. Mm -hmm. They wanted someone that could commercially on camera look the part. Mm -hmm. So even for commercials or TV or anything, I thought I'd never fit into that box. Um, and then stunts, I started doing that and training. Um, but it was also still very hard to book jobs or anything because I was short and muscular. Mm -hmm. So through all of that, um, I finally did um, book um, the Lady Gaga music video. And, and through the audition, the casting director a lot, um, pitched me to choreograph the fight and perform in the music video. And so that was actually my break. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so I have to ask, because you're you're into this stuff, did you ever consider doing, like, obstacle course racing or, you know, Ninja Warrior or any of those things? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, um, basically, I mean, I've been asked that before. Um, I am a filmmaker, and I'm going to keep growing in this art form. Um, and I... I competed when I was younger and I learned a lot from that. But as I've grown and become older, I believe that competition is not to offend anybody, but a child's game mm -hmm. um, that you shouldn't be competing against anybody, but yourself to become a better version of, of yourself than you were the day before. Um, Self-love um, acceptance, because when you're competing against other people, it's this negative energy that I just don't want to have in my life, even with art or, you know, it's like people are going to criticize or say things, especially now from when I was younger to today when people on the internet are bashing you, like mm -hmm. saying things and they don't even know you, they don't know your life experience, but it's very easy to criticize someone. But those are their opinions, but you can't let that affect you. But when I was younger and you know, basically when I stopped competing was right when people like YouTube kind of came up mm -hmm. and I did let those things affect me. You know, they're like, chubby girl can flip. And I was like, I just had knee surgery. And Jeez. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, people on the internet, they just say, I mean, and, 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 I, and that's something that I, I truthfully want to fight for, for, for kids is that the bullying on the internet, um, is such an issue. And it, um, I it I hope that they can understand that it's it's not don't take it personally. Yeah, it's very um, rarely about you. It's always about the person on the other end. Yes, but I mean, there's it is an issue where kids are like you know being extremely affected by social media and you know comments that people leave or likes and that and you know this digital world that we're living in. But it's it's like I said, finding self-love and mm -hmm. acceptance and knowing that like you can only do the best you can do. Mm -hmm. Like don't compare yourself to somebody else because then you're never going to find peace. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just like, it's, you're always evolving. I, for a long time I was embarrassed of like old videos of me, but that was my growth and that's my past and that lives in the past. Mm -hmm. I have no control over that, but I need to start changing my perspective that like that was my growth and that's who I am. And I continue to grow and evolve. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I'm 
better at martial arts and other things than I was when I was at my quote unquote prime, I guess people sure. would say. Um, but that's also a perspective of what is your prime, you know, that like yeah. this age gap. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, Olympic athletes and stuff like that, pro athletes and longevity, but with martial arts and any art form, I feel like it's, it's a lifestyle. So mm-hmm. even when you say training, I like to consider it not training, but practicing my art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, on that note, I mean, your life now, every day is going to be different. You're, you know, all over the country doing different things. You're working on so many different projects. How do you find the time to practice that art? It's It's got to be challenging, right? Um, I don't use anything but my body. So I practice anywhere, and I'm, I'm was practicing this morning in my my bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I practice every day. That's the first thing that I do because mm-hmm. that is the one gift that I get to give myself. So that no matter what happens um, the rest of the day, I already gave myself self love. Mm-hmm. And so anything that happens, it's like, come at me. I, I already did me for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I, and you find the time, even if it's 15 minutes, like, yeah, you know, absolutely. but you find the time. Yeah. I, I've said a billion times on the podcast every morning, the first thing I do is, yeah, 15 minutes of like a core yoga kind of thing. And, you know, that's almost two hours a week. So even if that was all yeah. I did, that's, you know, that's a lot. <laughs> that's plenty. And that's something that you should be proud of because, and that's the thing, it's like being kind and gentle, like like I said, back to the child's competition game, is that we're taught that you have to, you know, go hard, go hard. I want to be able to do this when I'm 90. Yeah, I want longevity. I don't, I want it preventative. Like, I don't want to be hurting or in pain or injured, you know, so it's, taking care of your body because you only have one like mm-hmm. you can have the nicest car the nicest house the nicest things but the one place that you're truthfully living in this lifetime is your body so be kind to it and you just 15 minutes a day like you said that's you know people think going to the gym once and killing themselves and mm-hmm. hurting themselves and then not being able to walk for five days like I'd rather be kind and gentle and have you know <laughs> growth within that because you know in a year from now within 15 minutes a day, you're going to be a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to see the changes, not just physically, but mentally, it's like spiritually, it's the mind body connection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think people, I think people assume that, you know, someone who's in the kind of career you're in, or anyone in that kind of, you know, stunt woman, stunt person, that kind of thing, you assume that you, you're like, you know, working out like, 30 hours a week and, you know, doing all of this, you know, crazy stuff. And, you know, really, I think the people that are in the industry the longest and, you know, have the most longevity are the ones that are yeah, being much more kind to themselves, not just beating themselves up over and over again. Because, I mean, you've been lit on fire for work before. So it makes sense that you treat yourself kindly outside of that. <laughs> well, yeah, being smart about it, you know, um, and that yeah that's back to the the idea the ideas that we tell ourselves or that we hear from other people that you have to do this 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 and this and that's the ego and that's also um i think a very negative outlook on things it's like you don't like you that's it's like you can it's the acting or the 
so I think of like movement or like stunts and stuff like that. And it's, it's an extension of one's psyche. So if you're doing a gag where you have to like fall off a bike, you know what I mean? You're being mm-hmm. clumsy, but you can do it in a way where you make it look by phys- the physical acting. Like it's a lot gnarlier than it actually yep. is. So that's how you sell it. But that, that takes time and training. So you're not actually taking these crazy wrecks on your body, but you're making it look that way. Yeah. Um, so that's the art form that com- comes with, you know, stunt performing, which is, which is an art and science behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I want to come back to this idea, you know, not training, you're practicing art. And we've talked before about just the idea of people don't play when they become adults, but that's probably the best way to get good at any of this stuff, really, right? You have to play. Yes. I mean, that's what we're doing. Like, a play is literally a play mm-hmm. <laughs> um if you i mean to go to the theater to watch a play you're watching people play you're paying money to watch people play <laughs> i actually had never thought about it like that but you're totally right like we play pretend as kids right so why is watching actors on stage any different yeah like i get to play a kid i get to play a superhero i get to play like all kinds of things like i you use your imagination and that's what keeps you useful and fun like you're like, okay, so this is the script. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to teach the actors to do. And then you play. Um, and that's the beauty of it. And then once, but, but that's when the good stuff comes out, you know, is yeah. like when you allow yourself to play. Yeah. But, but if you look at the words, like you're doing um, theater, theater is, you know, you're acting, you're pretending, <laughs> you're pretending mm-hmm. to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if you break those things down, it is not, it, you know, if you have to be serious, if you have to, you're still playing, you're still pretending, you're still acting out a character, acting. Mm-hmm. Acting is not real. Acting is an art. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. When I was doing yoga teacher training last, last year, I guess, I could not mm-hmm. get handstands because it was this very, like, intensive, like, kind of almost angry teacher trying to teach them. Uh, But then if you put me in a park, like, on the grass, and I'm just doing them for the heck of it, I can suddenly hold them a whole lot better than I ever could in a studio. And I think it's... Yes, because you... Yeah, play. You don't have the the negative energy, though, but that's also a bad teacher. But that's, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? It was not great. teacher should... Yeah, but but now you know how that person is, so then when you do teach yoga, you don't have that energy that you give to the room so that's not a negative thing you learn from that bad teacher mm-hmm. exactly yeah yeah I think to to get any of those you know stunts tricks whatever you want to call them if you don't approach like if you approach it with this very serious very solemn yeah way of doing it where you're really worried about not getting it and like oh what are the consequences of not getting it you're probably not going to get it whereas if you're just you know well- wee. <laughs> It's a lot easier. Well, if you have the mindset, your mind, if you tell yourself you can't, you will never. Yeah. You know, if you say, I, I can, and it's, it's like I said, it's practice. You have to practice. You're not going to get everything the first time. And allowing self-growth, that's what that's, people are so fixated on the end result, they forget the journey. And the journey is the fun stuff. That's why we live life. Mm-hmm. Life is to be lived. Well, yeah, and I mean, what happens, like, once you nail that, what, once you nail that one thing, 
okay, great, you're there. What, what, what now? If you got it the first time, what, it wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be the achievement. You wouldn't have the, the reward of the satisfaction that, like, I worked to get this. Like, if there is a satisfaction after that that you're like, heck yeah, I put in the work and I was able to achieve that. And how cool is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as far as big projects that you've had in the past couple of years, the art of self-defense is obviously the kind of primary thing. So can you just kind of break down what that movie is about? And I mean, what your, what your role in, you know, working with the actors was? Um, yeah. So I was the stunt coordinator, fight choreographer, did all the action, action design and then taught all the actors and then also helped, um, bring on different talents such as Steve Tirada who plays Thomas um, and then the actor um, Jeff Meaden who plays the cop um, and yeah I had a week to train Jesse and Imogen in New York flew back to LA for actually a wedding and then had one day to kind of map out choreography um, with a few other stunt performers um, to kind of get like a basic skeleton Mm-hmm. What I after I worked with Jesse and Imogen, I kind of was able to analyze their movement, and so I choreographed not just well in the world that Riley built for us, but also what they're good at, what mm-hmm. their strengths are. Um, and I didn't want it to be where you're taken out by being like, oh, that's a stunt double. I wanted it to be Jesse's journey. I wanted it to be Imogen's journey. I wanted it to be Alessandra's journey because you're storytelling through movement. And that movement is very much so a big part of the film because it's about a martial arts school. Um, and, you know, Jesse was only supposed to be a yellow belt. So that's the world that he lived in. Imogen was a brown belt, but actually should have been a black belt. So that was her world. And then also... Riley wanted her to have um, jujitsu movement and the way that I incorporated it to make it make sense for me is that because of the dojo and how she was treated, she was secretly training jujitsu on the side so that she had one up against the men. And so that was like kind of like what I used when I was younger was doing contortion gymnastics in my routines to make myself unique and different to the boys to beat them because I learned that this is something that made me unique and different. And so I used that and gave that to Emmy and then made that her secret weapon. And that's also what she's teaching the children is a, you know, um, rear naked choke. And so it just kind of like worked in that world. And then that's what she uses to take down Steve Tirada, Thomas, um, and that. Jojo, if you haven't seen it, then you got to see it because oh, it's pretty awesome. awesome. That's hilarious. That must have been so much fun to do. And so kind of getting back to this idea of like teaching in a playful manner, was it was it challenging to kind of come in with actors and this very tight time schedule and stuff, but still wanting to kind of, you know, present this as play and as fun and not just make it super mechanical? Um, they are extremely talented. And they came in wanting to learn, and I couldn't have asked for a better, uh, a better situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Imogen gave me 110%. Same with Jesse Alessandro. He was the last person to be casted, so I worked with him actually in Kentucky. And I worked with him on Saturday, and he was shooting that first scene with his monologue during the kata on Monday. 
um, and has no martial arts background or dance background whatsoever. Has doesn't even know like you know. So I had to teach him everything from like how to bow and how to portray being sensei, like what it was like to be in a dojo or you know. Um, yeah. So he is a, an incredibly talented human being to be to be able to pull that off um, in such a tight tight schedule. Um, but he did, and he did an excellent job. But everybody they wanted they wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and they um, they cared. And I think that also the energy like that I gave them, like you said, that it's the yoga teacher that told you or like that made you feel like you couldn't do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and made you have this, this bad energy. I, I think that because I, I let people feel comfortable and grow and, and coach them in, in, in a way that's, encouraging um and that you know i was making sure that they were you know healthy and then um it was so cute like <laughs> they saw me drinking like coconut water and then like the next day they both had like coconut water oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah and then like um even the vitamins that i was taking like jesse had ordered them i was just like oh that's so cute <laughs> oh my gosh you're such a trendsetter for the hollywood elite i love it <laughs> um no it was it was really cool they're mm-hmm. uh, i mean they're both i mean all everybody we we got lucky and i think that's why the film is what it is mm-hmm. is because we 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 wanted to be there. We wanted to um, Riley set the tone for it all um, mm-hmm. by trusting us and um, also ma- writing a script and like having something that um, it you know it, it has messages behind it, but it's not like beating you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just happens to be addressing things um, yeah. that have been in in it, we did film it before any of the Me Too stuff came out or was happening so that was what was kind of a little weird that like we're making this film about this and then bam like right in the middle of shooting like all the stuff came out and we were just kind of like this is weird yeah (laughs) um and especially because riley had written it in 2015 and then we did it in 2017 yeah yeah that's kind of crazy yeah yeah, um, I mean, but life kind of has that thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, kind of the last thing I wanted to touch on is one thing we talked about a bunch last time we spoke was this idea of everything kind of coming back to your breath, but like not mm-hmm. necessarily stressing out about breath. I feel like is one of the things that we kept coming back to. I was wondering if you could kind of speak to you know that's just kind of the basis for everything as far as you know what you're capable of doing physically. Well, I mean, first of all, your breath is involuntary. Well, yeah, <laughs> we breathe. We no, but but um, I, you don't need an Apple Watch to tell you whether or not you're breathing or not. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Um, no, it's a hundred percent true. I just actually sold my Apple Watch like two days ago because I realized I hated it. <laughs> yeah, good. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't mean to like be offensive to other people, but I just, you know, these things like the fit band or all these things that you go out and buy. It's like you used to back in the day, just put your two little fingers and say, like, is my heart rate up? Did I do something? Mm-hmm. Did I exercise? Did I move my body? Yes or no? It's a pretty simple question that you can ask yourself. Well, it's so important um, to understand that about yourself without needing to rely on a device to tell you that, I feel like. Well, but, I mean, we didn't have that yeah. back in the day. You checked your pulse, and normally it's like, I just did, you know, a two-hour gymnastics class. Like, I moved my body, therefore my heart rate is up. Mm-hmm. Um, but your breath, um, sorry, back to the breath. Um, your breath is the core to everything. It is Mother, Mother Earth is breathing. We're all breathing. We're all connected. We're all one. Your breath... Um, it creates a calmness. It also gives you energy to be able to have explosive bursts um, of energy. And it's understanding that your breath, like being able to calm yourself, like take a deep breath in, fill up your lungs, fill it, and then like you can actually send your breath to like your hip or different areas of your body to like mm-hmm. to release tension. And the breath is so powerful. And it's like, if you think about it, like, you're cultivating breath, you're cultivating heat through mm-hmm. your breath. So if you think about um, how your body can change, if you heat metal, metal will bend. Metal, if you, you know, it, it's, yeah. that's a fact. So if you create enough body heat, your body will bend, it will change, it will adapt. And so understanding that you're, once you understand that you have control of your body, you have control of your mind, so that mind-body connection is why I find it such a beautiful thing that, your breath is everything. So, um, but it took me like to understand that I have control over my body to understand that I have control over my mind. Yeah. And that it's all connected in one. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I don't remember a lot from when I first got into, you know, exercise and all of that kind of stuff. But I do remember like 15 years ago now, a yoga teacher saying, you know, like you're holding a pose and when that pose like feels like there's something that hurts, like sending your breath into that body part. And Mm -hmm. I swear that is the only cue that I remember from anything in during that time and that one has stuck with me for 15 years like nothing else has and it's something I come back to so frequently and it's such a huge game changer yeah I mean but it's it's also to understand like in within yoga they're teaching you to have the same steady breath in even difficult poses to then apply to your life that Mm -hmm. even in a difficult situation that you breathe through it because if you're if you're fighting it, if you're tense and you're like ah, and you're resisting, nothing's got, nothing good is going to be let in or out. Yes, exactly. Because you're fighting it, and so that's like your breath. It's like the calming. It it can calm you. So mm-hmm. use it. It's a tool. It's a tool, and it exists within all of us. And guess what? It's free. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, amazing. All right. Where can everyone find you on the interwebs? I know you have a great Instagram. You have the Vimeo page with all with uh, Bounty on it now. So yeah, where can everyone find you? Yeah, just basically Instagram is all that I use. Um, and yeah, I will continue to update my website, and then I will start to uh, put more stuff on Vimeo. Um, I don't know. I I I would like to start. Um, 
if people wanted to actually like learn or watch videos or tutorials, like I'd be totally down to do that. I just never have considered it or thought anybody really cared or wanted to learn. Well, I'm but, raising um, my hand. I would love that. So <laughs> I think you should do okay, that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Okay, cool. Then maybe I'll start doing that. Yes, please um, do. <laughs> well, because we need each other, and we need yeah. to know that, like, the simplicity of things, like, we don't have to to overcomplicate things. And, like, even, like, handstand drills, I could totally, like, teach you different things to help that um, with strengthening your wrist and your shoulders and, like, you know, different things that you that you can do. But it's um, basically, like, rehabilitation movements. it's all preventative it's Mm -hmm. to prevent injuries because if you don't develop the strength within your hands shoulders you know and different things like that's how you do it then you just go out and do it then you get hurt yeah (laughs) could definitely could definitely use that so yes please make those videos i will be your number one fan on them for sure Oh, I love you so much. Thank you. Oh I just my gosh. thought that, that people understand that all you need is you mm-hmm. and to believe in yourself because you can do anything and just take the time to to be patient and to enjoy the journey. Don't mm-hmm. stay fixated on the result. Because um, yes. once you get there, like, yeah, you know, like yeah. I, I'm just starting a new style of martial arts. I started like three days ago and I feel like a newborn child. I'm so oh, excited. That's and so much fun. Be like the, yeah, but how it's like you get to do that too. Like share that energy, share that love, like have fun. Life happens once and enjoy it. Play, love, laugh, cry, scream, punch and kick air like I do. <laughs> Oh my gosh, um, I love it. It's, it's so fun. Good. Have fun. Yes, 100%. Awesome. Oh, every time I talk to you, I just end in such a good mood. So I should do this more often. <laughs> I definitely need to get out to LA to see you at some point. So hopefully we'll yes, make that we happen. Will train. Oh my gosh. We will definitely do it. That'd be amazing. It'll be so much fun. We'll do a fight scene yes. and then we'll post oh my it God. online. And I would be the be happiest. Great. Holy shit. <laughs> I'll be happy to teach you. It'll be fun. Oh, amazing. Get, and that's the thing is you get to play. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could honestly make up a fight scene with your friend and it's just acting out a scene. Acting is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be a professional to do all these things. That's, you be, stop giving yourself limitations. Mm-hmm. It's endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. Use your imagination. Yeah. Have fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting. It was fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. Uh, You can check out my stuff over at theoutdooredit.com or by following me on Instagram and Twitter at Molly J. Herford. And you can check out Peter's coaching, training plans, blogs, all that fun stuff over at smartathlete.ca or by following him on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Glassford. And if you want to support this show and other awesome podcasts, please check out WideAnglePodium.com for show info, other podcasts, bonus content, and to become a donating member so you can get all of that rad behind-the-scenes content and help keep shows like this on the air. And lastly, if you're enjoying this podcast and all the information that we're bringing to you every single week... Uh, do us a solid and pop into iTunes to leave us a rating and review. It takes you about two seconds. You can do it on your computer. You can do it on your phone. And it really helps us out. Thanks so much. And we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>